0: Welcome to the In Your Interest podcast. My name is Ashley, and this week we're answering the question Is Canada caught in a real estate bubble? So, hello, Sebastian. Hello, Ashley. As always, great to have you back on the podcast today.
1: Very happy to be here.
0: And so we're hearing about this for almost 20 years now, that residential real estate in Canada is in a bubble, which is in danger of bursting. And recently, some politicians have even put the issue back on the public agenda. So are we really facing a bubble?
1: Well, the short answer is that we don't think so. Um, We uh, don't think that this is a bubble. And uh, the topic, as you said, has been very, uh, let's say, uh, making headlines since uh, 20 years and even more so outside of the country. So when foreigners are looking at Canada, they're saying, well, something fishy is happening here. But when you do the homework, you realize that there's a very very specific reason uh, why uh, housing is behaving uh, such and and it has a lot to do with demography. But before we move to the explanation here, uh, I just want to say that I have an issue with the use of the word bubble around housing because you know I went uh, to, to the dictionaries, you know, to to see the definition of a speculative bubble, and the definition is that. Uh, a speculative bubble occurs when the price of an asset rises excessively beyond its fundamental value. So it's easy to say prices have been up, up, up. Thus, it is a bubble. But when you have a, a, a bubble that, that, that appears, typically it's fueled by speculative behavior. So when economic agents like investors become over-optimistic people, uh, about a theme, they start to anticipate that the prices of this asset or these assets will continue to rise. They invest in the hope of reselling in the short run at a higher price and to make a profit. When a bubble bursts, and through time we've seen multiple bubbles that have burst, on average, the price tends to fall by about 70%. So when a Ooh. bubble bursts, you have real pain. And just for example, the tech bubble of uh, of 2000, uh, the peak for the NASDAQ was on March 27 of 2000, and the bottom was on October 7, 2002. So over let's say two and a half years, the price of the NASDAQ went down by 83 percent. So it's not just a speculative thing. This is an index that, you know, serious investors mm-hmm. uh, play play in. But, uh, you know, when a bubble bursts, you get this kind of damage, minus 83%. Uh, Irrational behavior causes bubbles, uh, although it's usually genuine economic fundamentals that just kickstart the movements. Like if you went into a time machine today, going back to the mid-1990s, and you talk to someone, and so that person will say, well, I think the internet is going to take over the world, you wouldn't know for a fact that they were that they were right on that call. It's just that the enthusiasm that happened after that and all of the bad news, that the, the good news that became priced in pretty quickly pushed prices too far. And at some point we needed to have, you know, fall back to earth. Same thing happened with the railroads in England in the uh, 1840s. So, uh, American real estate in the 2000s, you know, artificially low interest rates uh, to bolster the U.S. economy in the, work, uh, the, the wake of the 2001 recession, financial deregulation. It was a different uh, story there, but uh, here in Canada, right now, when we look at the fundamental value, we see that demographics are playing a very important role.
0: But prices have gone up a lot all the same. Should people be worried?
1: Of course, prices have gone up, and we should be worried about a few things. We should be worry about the home ownership issues for young people slash non-owners the access to, to, to property is becoming an issue so there are some intergenerational inequity factors there that are very important but it's not because prices are going up that is due to speculation so we did our homework and we published something uh, late, late last year late 2022 on the iagam.ca web page that you can find there but uh, so if you want to read more, if you want to see the charts, if you want to see the analysis, you can go there. And when we wrote that, uh, we wrote that as a reaction to interest rates rising through 2022 and uh, housing prices having benefited from low rates uh, during the pandemic. And we were asking the question, how far can prices fall from here? And our call was for between 15 and 30% as interest rates rise. So it's not that we think that prices never go down. It's just that we don't think it's a bubble that when a bubble first, again, minus 70%. We don't think it's there. In fact, uh, we were a bit too pessimistic on that call because prices fell by 11% and then they rebounded and we're back almost at the all-time highs uh, already. Uh, but the message here, the what we found in our, in our studies is that demographics are the central factor here. Demographics have a huge impact on the Canadian economy. Right now, Canada's population is growing at the 3% plus rate, which is the highest since the baby boom of the 50s and 60s. And, you know, if you look around you, you know that there's no baby boom going on. It's mostly about uh, immigration. So, we have more than 80% of the demographic growth in the country coming from immigration. And when we look at the immigrants that come here, we know that within the OECD, so among developed countries, we attract first the best-educated immigrants or the most-educated immigrants. Nearly 70% of the immigrants that come to Canada have a post-secondary diploma in hand. They have assets. Uh, We integrate them very well into the labor market. The the employment rates uh, for for immigrants in Canada is among the best in the OECD. And we lead the way in immigrant home ownership. So nearly 70% of the immigrants after a few years in Canada own their own home. So in short, it's mostly demographic. So when I said Earlier, a bubble is when you have a divergence between the price and the fundamental value. Well, the fundamental uh, value here is led by the demographic factor.
0: So I feel like I'm the devil's advocate here. But even so, we hear stories... Uh, that sound like speculation and prices have risen rapidly uh-huh. during the pandemic. Are there really risks? I feel like like we have blinders on right now.
1: No, you're completely right. There are always risks and it's important to not wear rose-colored uh, glasses. Uh, but the the potential for slippage remains uh, high and that's why it's important to understand the nature of the beast uh, here. So Canadian newcomers tend to converge on major centers like Toronto, Montreal and Vancouver. It's indeed These metropolitan areas that prices are under the most upward pressure. Elsewhere in the country, price increases have been much lower. For example, in Quebec City, where we're based here, uh, the lowest unemployment rate in the country, in the region, and even though we had that for the last decade, no price increase on average was reported between 2013 and 2020. Of course, it depends on the neighborhood and the type of home. But in aggregate, the, the growth in the resale price of houses in the region of Quebec was 0% for this period. So it's not like the Canadian market is no such thing. There's Toronto, Vancouver, there's Montreal, and then there's the rest of the country. Uh, lower interest rates from 2020 to 2020 to push the craze to new heights. So we did have prices rising, but the rise in the last uh, 18 months seems to have some bite. And again, this is kind of the clash of the titans that we're seeing here. Remember that interest rates, when they're low, housing prices tend to go up. And when interest rates rise, Housing prices tends to go down. So you have this factor, but you have the, demo, the demographic factor on the other end that is, uh, you know, coming in an opposite direction. And now the clash of the titans seems to be clearly won by the demographic factor. And just to maybe looking forward and just to end on another statistics here we look at the current rate of population growth and the pace of new housing construction in this country just to accommodate all of these new uh, immigrants would have to more than double just to accommodate, you know, the the, the people coming in. So a quick calculation suggests that you would have to double the construction workers in this country. And there's 1.5 million construction workers. So you would have to double that just to to balance supply and... And demand. So, this doesn't suggest that prices are about to crash. Quite the contrary, we should continue to see somewhat more upward pressure year in, year out on housing. And in the long run, again, it's more, I'm more worried about the social issues around access to property than about a bubble that is just about to burst. We would need to see an exodus of population out of this country for a scenario like that to happen. And it's not something that we foresee.
0: Well, thank you very much. Very interesting topic. Sebastian, you are awesome. Thank you for your expertise. And uh, for our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and we will see you next week. Love this podcast? Want to know more about economic news? Follow our in your interests podcast available on all platforms. Visit the economic news page on ia.ca or follow us on social media.